3: Zumo
0: Play, Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. Yeah, 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 yeah. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and choose,
4: you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing, with funny, off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere. Ridiculous news over
0: here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Ridiculous News. Not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news from the wild and funny to the deep and hidden to the absolutely ridiculous. This is our weekly roundup where we take some of the weirdest stories on the news and dive a little deeper into them. As always, we might have a few guests pop in along the way. I'm Mark Kendall, an Atlanta based comedian, and I'm hoping folks are staying warm uh, and wishing safety to all those experiencing power, warmth and travel challenges this holiday season. Uh, my amazing and co-host bill is away today but we are joined by the incredible ricky boynton ricky is a phenomenal actor and comedian who you may recognize from the viral smash hit too many cooks on adult swim he's in that as well as uh he makes an appearance on heels on the stars network uh this this is an amazing actor amazing comedian uh, you can also check out his hilarious videos on his at ricky random social media channels ricky welcome man it's great to have you here Hey, thanks for having me back, Mark. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. It's so great to have you back on the podcast again. And uh, so we're going to start this next segment uh, that we do with all of our guests called uh, Giving Them Their Flowers. So this is a moment where I'm just going to give you a quick compliment. Uh, The only rule is you can't return a compliment with a compliment. Oh, man. You just got to accept it. All right. So... uh, Ricky, something that I really enjoy about you, I mean, we've we've known each other for a really long time. We've performed together, been in each other's videos, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And something that I really enjoy about you is you have such a specific point of view when it comes to your comedy. You have a video that I think is so funny uh, where, I forget what you titled it, but it's basically like R&B singers always like, turn their head to the camera a certain way (laughs) whenever they're singing and it's just like you pick up on these nuances of human behavior and you're able to embody that in your comedy in a way that's so funny so great so thank you for your point of view and being you
1: Man, thank you so much, man. It's it's so hard not giving you a compliment. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, 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 I know
0: it's just the rules of the segment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we're going to move on to our ridiculous news nibbles. Uh, so these are some quick ridiculous headlines that caught our eye recently. And so this first one is from The Root by Alexandra Jane. And the headline is, A Patriots fan is rewarded after Game Day Karen video goes viral. So y'all may have seen this video. It uh, went viral recently. So the article goes yeah, on to say- is that
1: the one- I'm sorry, is that the one with the, um, the Patriots fan versus the Oakland fan,
0: the Oakland Raider lady? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, so the article goes on to say, this is what the article says. It says, you know what they say, patience is a virtue, and sometimes true patience is rewarded. As we all witnessed last week, a very calm, cool, and collected Patriots fan by the name of Jerry Edmund." was able to maintain his composure as a white woman harassed him for existing during last Saturday's game against the Raiders. Uh, the Patriots were already taking a beating and game day Karen, who was a Raiders fan, began taunting him further by encroaching upon his personal space and pointing her finger in his face. So yeah, Ricky, you were exactly right. That that video that has been going around the internet recently and she's just like gloating but really invading this person's personal space. Um, and Jerry Edmund, the other person person that was being harassed is, like, very calm, is very careful to just look straight ahead the whole time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I saw that video, and, um, okay, the first thing I would say is uh, she was totally wrong for invading his personal space. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to get that close to him and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. part of me thinks that she knew that he wasn't going to do anything, mm-hmm. so she kept going with it, and I think she was also a little drunk, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but playing devil's advocate just a little bit, just sure, go little, for a bit, go for it sometimes we get tired of Patriots fans, don't we <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh and, and i'm I'm a little little salty because you know, um, I'm a Falcons fan, and yeah. you know the infamous Super Bowl when Brady came back well, I think they were down like twenty something points, yeah, and he came back to win the Super Bowl with the Patriots, yeah, and I'm just like. Pardon me if like this is the greatest quarterback ever at the same time, like man, fuck this guy. Come <laughs> on, man. And you have to win each and every one of them. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, but that um that's the only thing, because um, I don't know if he was talking trash to her during the game. Uh-huh. And it was going back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, at yeah. the same time, she didn't have to get in his face like that. Yeah, yeah. She could've she could have stayed like, you know, a few feet away from him and talking like, now what? Now what? Like everyone else. But the fact that she got so much on uh, up on him was like, come on now, you, you, you're you doing this on purpose because you know he can't do it. You know that he won't do anything. You know he basically can't do anything.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm.
1: but I, I do think it's pretty cool that you know, um uh, I think it's Robert Kraft mm-hmm. um, they, um, gave him some tickets. Is that right? Yeah, to go so, see yeah.
0: Yeah, he got invited to the Week 16 game against the Cincinnati Bengals. He was also given a custom jersey and he got to enjoy the game from the owner's suite. So that was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, In reference to, was there anything that provoked it beforehand? Uh, Jerry Edmond, the person in the video, Mm -hmm. didn't seem to indicate that there was. So they were quoted as saying, when the Patriots scored, I yelled, yep, Raiders fans, I think it's time to go home. And then he comes over and he's like, oh, so you're talking to me? And so that's kind of what seemed to start it. Uh, Oh, I didn't know that part. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then they went on to say, I just kind of looked at it like, you know what? I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want anything to happen here. So in the video, he says, the quote goes on to say, in the video, you hear me saying like, I don't want any trouble. So I guess he was just kind of like talking at a game, as we all do, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it got, you know, interpreted the way that it did. But going back to the Super Bowl loss that the Falcons suffered at the the hands of the Patriots, do we it's kind of like, I know, I'm sorry, but I'm just kind of curious. Like, do you remember where you were when you saw that like second half meltdown
1: yes i was over at my cousin's place my cousin was living um here um at the time and i was at his house cuz my cousin even though he grew up in denver um he was um a hardcore um falcons fan and a hardcore georgia bulldogs fan mm-hmm. so we were watching the game and at halftime we just shouting with each other we're gonna win the super bowl <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're gonna win the super bowl <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then we saw brady Turn into Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first we we're like, oh, he's trying to make it. A- we're, we're thinking, oh, he's just trying to make it a good game. But we're still going to yeah. win. We're up by like twenty some points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And slowly but surely. <laughs> what? 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 Also, what I remember the most is you saw um, um, <laughs> forgot his name um, the, um Arthur Blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arthur Blank and his wife was on the sideline. They were just cheering like, yeah, that. we're gonna yeah. win, yeah, yeah, we're gonna win. And then once Brady um gave that uh, ball to I think it was white the running back for the right. Patriots and he uh, scored the final touchdown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All of a sudden you just see <laughs> you see Arthur his white face like what the hell just happened? Right, right. I mean, what what and I I cannot get over that. Yeah. And my cousin and he's a, he a, uh, was a more hardcore uh, Falcons fan than I am. He was just like two things. One one thing F the Patriots and the other thing is this makes Tom Gray the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing sample, it, and it was, he should... go ahead. Oh yeah, you go, you go. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, why, like a bunch of like these highlight plays and stuff, like people hit all these records. It feels like it's always against the doggone
0: Falcons. I, you know what, this is gonna sound, this is gonna sound real, but like a couple weeks ago, Matt Ryan playing for the Colts. Is, is he on the Colts now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he and the Colts had the biggest blew the biggest lead in NFL history against the mm. Vikings. Did you see that? That well, I heard about it, though. Yeah, I, I was watching that game. It was like this wild comeback. Uh, and I'm sorry for the Colts having to suffer that loss, but at the same time, I'm just like, at least it's not Atlanta this time. You, you know what I mean? Like, oh it, At least gosh. it's not the Falcons yes. experiencing this historic loss. Yeah, I, I remember where I was for that Super Bowl. I was at a Super Bowl party, and very similar to you, Ricky— I was around people that are like, oh my gosh, Falcons are about to win the Super Bowl. This is great. Also, I think, I think Trump was saying, like, I'm rooting for the Patriots or something like that. That's what I remember. Wait, everybody head.
1: was definitely going for the
0: Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I remember <laughs> in my head. I don't remember exactly, but I had, I had some memory of that. And, and everyone was like, Yeah, Atlanta's gonna show them all this stuff. And then, man, we lost that, we lost that second half. And it was just like, man, that's wild. It's so weird. It was like
1: for the past few years, well, a couple of, I hate to say, a couple of decades, mm-hmm. when it came to Atlanta sports, we would have like the best team in the, um, of the season, whether it's football, basketball, or baseball. But then when we get to the playoffs, I don't know what
0: happened. Yeah. Something just
1: happens, And all of a sudden it just what could go wrong will go wrong.
0: Yeah, it was definitely during that drought before the Braves broke it recently with their relatively yes. recent World Series. It was, it was definitely like within that drought. And you're right. Yeah, we'd have some amazing regular season teams for sure. But oh, man. just couldn't just couldn't cap it off. So well, uh all that said, glad Jerry Edmond was able to, you know, have yeah, that yeah, big ter- up to him, man. Yeah, up glad to him. that he was able to have that terrible experience, somewhat corrected. I'm glad that things didn't escalate and I'm glad that he had the presence of mind to just kind of like keep keep the eyes straight ahead and not mm-hmm. and not engage. Uh, so this next headline, Ricky, this one's pretty wild. This is from CBS News and mm-hmm. uh, the headline is man survives almost 24 hours in the water full of sharks and crocodiles by clinging to piece of wood. Right? So there's a man huh? who's yeah, yeah, so there's a man whose boat capsized in stormy seas off Australia's north coast, Uh, he eventually got rescued. Um, But before that, he had been surviving for almost 24 hours in shark and crocodile-infested waters by clinging onto a piece of wood. Uh, The Queensland man was found floating in the Torres Strait, which is 1.2 miles from his upturned dinghy by an air rescue crew. And the man, who was not named, was, quote, very lucky to have survived, the authority said in a statement. So, there's not much else to that story, but I was just like, "Wow, what a crazy story of survival and and luck honestly so
1: so so you mean to tell me that um no crocodiles no um, no sharks
0: didn't even try to nibble that's, that's a for twenty four hours <laughs> that's a great question well, uh you know I, I guess not they they at least they didn't report that, and you know, I don't know about crocodile behavior, but I know that with sharks. I was watching a video mm-hmm. about sharks earlier today, and they said that they tend to be more afraid of us, you know, than we are of them even, you know, so so really? maybe they just, mm-hmm, yeah, so like I, like, I think that with movies like Jaws and things like that, it's kind of given us like a warped sense. I mean, sharks obviously are dangerous, you know, and people mm-hmm. do get bitten by sharks, but I think because of movies like Jaws, our sense of sharks and their danger is kind of like warped and expanded. So, but... Uh, All that said, according to this, it seemed like they were relatively okay. The The, the article didn't mention uh, any talk of him being attacked by sharks or crocodiles that that I know of. Well,
1: that makes sense now when you're talking about the sharks. I guess uh, because he wasn't um, doing anything that was a threat, I guess, mm-hmm. to them. They mm-hmm. left him alone. Maybe he was just uh, standing completely still mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, floating com- what, what, you know what I mean Who He wasn't like flailing Or anything like that That would cause attention To the animals And um, Maybe that's what happened But I'm just curious Like I thought crocodiles Would definitely be ready To like jump at him Because I Don't crocodiles What they do is they um They'll grab you And then like take you under And like do the, the gator roll to, to soften you up Or something like
0: oh, that Oh interesting Yeah I, I didn't know that Yeah It, it might not be true um, I heard it from
1: Crocodile Dundee <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was like They take you down They take you down And gator roll you And put you under a rock And soften you up Good eating And I was like Wow Because like Before there was guy rest So um, The uh, Crocodile Hunter mm-hmm. There was Crocodile Dundee Right, 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 right. And you know he was like, "Oh man!" Because I thought that was, that was like a history lesson right there. So i was yeah, like, "Oh," yeah. but then I kept hearing like more and more about the gator roll. Okay, that gators would do, like you know, they'll grab you and then they'll start. Oh, that's so interesting. Flipping you under and all that stuff. And I heard they don't really, also don't eat you right then and there. Like I heard, like Crocodile Dundee said, they'll put you under somewhere where they'll soften you up. Yeah, and be like um, extra tender, I guess. But all that to say, <laughs> was his feet not in the water? What? How how long was the wood? You know what I mean? Was it kind of like like Titanic? Type? Yeah, I'm
0: not sure. I mean... Was, the, his feet was, was hanging pic- in the water? or there, there was a picture that I saw, and it seemed like he was hanging on to the wood. And the picture that I saw, it seemed like a good chunk of his body was in the water. Kind of Titanic style. Okay. A little bit. Because I was just picturing like... Um, like Tom Hanks in
1: Joe Versus the Volcano. Do you remember that? <laughs> we had those those four big suitcases that he put them up to make like a raft that he was just floating in the water. He was playing golf and stuff. I'm like, how did you get into the suitcase without falling off the raft? Yeah. And how come it didn't sink? But <laughs> anyway. But I was picking like this big old, like almost like a studio apartment style. Yeah, size yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Piece of wood where he's just chilling, just laying down and just... When to get rescued or something like that, but
0: uh, but yeah, my 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 whole thing about the twenty four hours thing, just like holding on to a piece of wood that long, that would just be like mm-hmm. such a workout. I, it, like in keeping oh, yeah. yourself afloat in the ocean for yes. that long,
1: so much energy, so much energy. He probably was, he probably was so weak when he um finally got out the water. You know, I he would probably was so, so sore for like the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's
1: crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, man. I know me, I'll be freaking out. Yeah. Absolutely. I would definitely be freaking out. And because I, I would think, like, you know, even if it's 24 hours, like even you know, with well, it being 24 hours, mm-hmm. you know he had to use the bathrooms. Did mm-hmm. that not attract
0: any sea creatures? I don't know. I, yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. He man, he was lucky, man. Yeah. Very yeah. lucky. Mm-hmm. That, man, that's crazy. Some, <laughs> now I'm afraid to go to the beach. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been to the beach so long, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm afraid of? Not even even more than sharks mm-hmm. and crocodiles. For some reason, I'm more afraid of jellyfish. Oh, um, is it because like just the sting? Is that what it I is? I guess or? it's the sting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I keep hearing more about jellyfish getting washed up on the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they're sting. And a lot of times, no, you know, the best way to get rid of a sting is like through the urine. And I was just like... Yeah, that's why, because uh, I saw like a, was it an episode of um, Survivor, I think? Okay. Somebody, I think one of them got stung by a jellyfish and the other one, a person like, I'm going to have to, <laughs> let me pee on your hand. I'm sorry for being gross. And I think they did it. And I think oh, it worked. wow. I, I don't know if it's the acidity. I don't know what it is. Uh-huh. Um, that I, that sounds gross, but I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> okay, it's, it's,
0: it's fascinating stuff. Uh, well, this but next yeah. headline comes from enemy.com. By Ryan Daly and the headline reads film studio can be sued over misleading trailer by fans. A judge rules. So the article goes on to say that a judge has ruled that two fans can move ahead with their lawsuit against a film studio over what they claim to be a misleading trailer. So two fans, Paul, Michael Rosa and Connor Wolf filed the lawsuit in January of 2022, claiming that they had rented the movie yesterday. The movie is called yesterday after seeing Anna de Armas in the trailer. Okay. However, when they watched the film in full, de Armas was not in it. A judge allowed parts mm. of the false advertising lawsuit to proceed. US District Judge Stephen Wilson ruled that a movie trailer, quote, constitutes commercial speech and is therefore not entitled to broad protection under the First Amendment. Meanwhile, lawyers for Universal, the studio that produced the movie yesterday, argued that it's a trailer. And it's an artistic, expressive work, end quote, and should be eligible for protection under the amendment. But Wilson said in their ruling, and this is from Deadline Hollywood, that Universal is correct that trailers involve some creativity and editorial discretion, but this creativity does not outweigh the commercial nature of a trailer. At its core, a trailer is an advertisement designed to sell a movie by providing consumers with the preview of the movie. So the judge also added: the court's holding is limited to representations as to whether an actress or scene is in the movie and nothing else. So, and and so you might be like, oh, well, why was this actress? In the trailer, but not in the movie. So the artist was originally due to appear in the film in a significant role as a love interest of Jack Malik, played by uh, Himesh Patel. However, test audiences did not respond well to the character coming between Malik and Ellie Appleton, played by Lily James, uh, another romantic relationship of the lead males. So that's the description for why they didn't ultimately appear in the movie. Oh, that's kind of
1: tough, though. I mean if they didn't appear in the movie, wouldn't you want to
0: change the trailer? I I don't know. And I I wonder if the... Because, like, this uh, article didn't give information as far as, like, the timeline about when the trailer was released versus, like, when the final cut of the film was finished. So I could Mm, see a scenario where maybe, like, hey, they cut a trailer to get people excited about the film, but as they're in post-production, maybe this person gets cut out, you know? Um, oh, that's true, too. That's that's, that's a tough one because mm-hmm. I I can see both
1: sides. Um, I can see what the um, film studio is talking about. But um, if Miss Diarmas wasn't actually in the film and I see the trailer and she's in the trailer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would get upset that I don't see her in the film. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's kind of like um, if you are seeing the Fast and the Furious trailer and you see Vin Diesel in it and all of a sudden you see the movie and he's not in it. And you're like, wait, what?
0: Yeah. It's, it, I, it, I, I get how, you know, if it's a big movie star, someone that you're really excited to see, and mm-hmm. you put them in the trailer and they're not in the movie, I can definitely understand the frustration. However, as, I, as we were talking about this, I re- remember friends of ours, right, who have appeared in trailers for major movies. They're just not a main character, but they do That's make true. it in the trailer. But then when the movie comes out, they are not in the movie their part gets cut. That is true. And they well, kept well, let me the ask trailer. You, yeah.
1: Um, did it make it seem as if her scene in the trailer was like a, was, well, um, her role in the trailer was going to be like a big role in the movie? Well, like you maybe, see her
0: more often? That is possible just because in the article it says that their role originally was going to be a significant role. So that's,
1: that's what I mean. And what, yeah. and I say, I know I said Vin Diesel and I shouldn't have used that. Oh, no, I use him as an example because he, he is a like a big movie star. Mm-hmm. But I was just saying like, if there's somebody you see in the trailer, you, you, you want to think, oh, well, great. I get to see them in the movie. And then when you don't mm-hmm. see me, and especially when they make it seem as if they're going to have a significant role and then yeah. when you don't see them, yeah. it is frustrating. I don't, mm-hmm. now, I don't think it's towards suing
0: right that's Someone. the thing i'm like what what <laughs> like are these like this actress is is this Are these are cousins is this family did they like place it a bet be. on like how what she was gonna do in the movie because i'm like would i be disappointed sure Would i if i was like the biggest the fan of all time would i maybe want like a refund i i can see that but a lawsuit that you're pursuing yeah. like nearly a full year later that's that's a, that's a that's a big reaction, I would say because what are you, like what kind of damage did it do to you right
1: that you want to sue yeah did, did, it, did you have to go to therapy over this? I don't know I'm, I mean, I'm curious yeah I, that part I don't understand I mean once again, I can see both sides, but not to a point to where you have to sue the company that's that's <laughs> yeah. just insane like, yeah. yeah okay yeah, so she wasn't in the movie, but come on. Yeah. And how much
0: were they suing for? Did it say? It didn't Again? say, but but I I'm curious to see how this plays out, to see how far it gets, and I'd also really love to learn more about well, what what caused the lawsuit. I'd I'd love
4: to know more about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor.
3: Zumo play. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. With amazing and crazy topics picking to pick the choose, you are now tuned in to ridiculous news.
0: All right, everyone, we're back. I'm joined by uh, my amazing guest co-host for today, Ricky Boynton. Uh, Ricky, we've been talking about uh, the news today, and so this next one is out of Axios by Rebecca Falconer. And you know, as I alluded to earlier in the intro, there's been a lot that people have been dealing with with this cold weather, right? Uh, one mm-hmm. of the things has been major, major travel delays and flights being canceled, things like that. So this article out of Axios, the headline is, Transportation Department to Review Southwest Mass Flight Cancellations. The article goes on to say that thousands more flights were canceled on Monday as the effects of winter storms and operational cha- challenges continue to impact holiday travel. Uh, so the Department of Transportation uh, tweeted, That it would look into the actions of Southwest, uh, which accounted for a large amount of the more than 3,900 flight cancellations and 8,200-plus delays within, into, or out of the U.S. as of late Monday, and that's per flight-aware data. So the Department of Transportation said it's concerned by Southwest's unacceptable rate of cancellations and delays and reports of lack of prompt customer service and will examine whether cancellations were controllable and if Southwest is complying with its customer service plan. So some additional numbers. Southwest canceled nearly 70% of its 2,886 flights Monday and 60% of some 2,400 planned Tuesday flights. And that again is according to Flightware. So Southwest CEO Bob Jordan told the Wall Street Journal Monday evening the airline would operate just over a third of it's schedule Tuesday and Wednesday in order to alleviate the situation. Um, and the reduced capacity could be extended for longer if necessary. So, uh, this article is kind of mainly talking about like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, kind of, but, um, but yeah, so, Mm -hmm. so we'll see. Uh, the CEO, uh, Bob Jordan was quoted as saying, uh, we had a tough day today in all likelihood, We'll have another tough day tomorrow as we work our way out of this. Uh, This is the largest scale event that I've ever seen. Uh, So it's it's pretty wild. And and I've been seeing online people talking about not just flight cancellations and delays, but also Mm -hmm. the struggle with customer service. Because it's been such a widespread thing. Getting in touch with people that can help them has been a, a real challenge as well. So... Uh, there's another article from the New York Times called Thousands of Canceled Flights Up and Travel Plans Across the U.S., and it's from Derek Bryson, Taylor, and Daniel Victor, and it spoke to some about why Southwest was having the particular problems that they were. So uh, the article says, Henry Hartfelt who's an airline analyst, said in an email that Southwest's structure made it Quote, uniquely vulnerable to weather problems, especially one as geographically extensive and as intensive as this storm has been, end quote. So most airlines, this article goes on to say that most airlines operate on a hub slash spoke basis with planes returning back to a hub airport after flying out to other cities. But Southwest planes tend to make multiple stops across the country. So hub slash spoke airlines can shut down specific routes when bad weather hits resuming operations when conditions improve, but Southwest can't do that as easily without disrupting multiple flights. And then David Vernon, who's another airline analyst at the financial firm, Sanford C. Bernstein, um, said the system enables higher use of planes during normal times, but can cause cascading negative effects when things go wrong. And so making things, the article goes on to say, making matters worse for customers, Southwest has a policy of not exchanging tickets with other airlines. So the airline could not rebook passengers on other flights, Mr. Hartfeld said. And so the debacle could force the airline to quote, buy back Frustrated customers with deeper discounts or conduct more promotions, he said. So Southwest also had some things to say about what was going on, uh, saying, with consecutive days of extreme winter weather across our network behind us, continuing challenges are impacting our customers and employees in a significant way that is unacceptable. We are working with safety at the forefront to urgently address wide-scale disruption by rebalancing the airline and repositioning crews in our fleet, ultimately to best serve all who plan to travel with us. And our heartfelt apologies for this are just beginning. I'm curious to see what the aftermath of this is, you know, because at the time of us recording this, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily slowing down much. And then also in addition to that, it seems like the customer service aspect of things has been overwhelmed. So people aren't getting the support that they need when they're finding that their flights are canceled, delayed, et cetera. I'm curious, Ricky, uh, plain or no, what has been the most kind of like long or biggest delay you've experienced while while traveling?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I was riding the bus somewhere. I was uh, taking the bus and it was supposed to be a simple um, take me to the bus stop to go home. Mm-hmm. And for some hard reason, Nobody could find a bus driver. What? Nobody could find the bus driver. Interesting. And this was for like 45 minutes. Nobody could find her. Interesting. So was this and like was, a school
0: bus? Or was this like No,
1: it was um it was a public transportation. Okay. Um, so, it you was a, at, so
0: you were at a bus station and the No,
1: and no, you no, were, no. We were we were on the bus. We were, were on the we, bus. bus. we were on the bus. We were on on the bus and like getting ready to leave to go to our Wherever stops he's supposed to go to, and there was no bus driver. So how did you get on
0: the bus? originally how did you get on the bus originally? I guess um, one of her coworkers
1: opened the bus. Okay, right. uh, let me explain what happened. Turns out, some, I guess she had like an emergency, and she had to go pick up like a family member or something like that. Oh no. Okay. But no one told us. Right. Or usually in a situation like that, um, somebody would tell us, or they would get another employee to come yeah. and drive that bus. Yeah. So we were just sitting there, and folks were, on, <laughs> folks were on the bus. Like, a guy got up and said, yo, I'm going to drive it to my house Do so y'all can take it after that. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, people were actually considering doing that, but I would say close to it I, for, like, almost an hour, and people were trying to figure out what was going on, and that the, peop- uh, the people who worked there, uh, the attendants,
0: would not tell us anything. Mm. So we are just kind of just stuck there. I think that's a lot of what makes – What can make something that's already not good much worse is when there's just not a lot of communication. So you're stuck there on a bus. You don't know when someone's coming or not. And there's not a lot of clear communication as to what's happening. That can be very frustrating, I would imagine.
1: Right. But when she finally got there, she was just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This happened. This happened. And everybody was at a point today. They were just so done with it. They were like, just just drive. Yeah. Just drive. Just, Just go. Just go. And Man. she kept, and what made it worse was she kept trying to explain what happened,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which we understand. But yeah. if you keep, if you tell us once and you keep explaining it over and over, now people are gonna start getting upset again.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, but it it wasn't just her fault. It was the fact that no one would tell us. I think it was like a shift change, I guess,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we saw the drive, uh, we saw the bus pull up. Yeah, and we saw the. Um, and it opened up, and they say, "Okay, you can get on this one. This was takes us to so and so." And like, okay, everybody's on the bus, and we're just like, "What's going on?" We thought we thought someone was wrong with the bus itself. We thought the bus broke down, but it turns out the driver wasn't there.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: And she and um, I forgot what emergency she had, but she had to go do something, and we were without a bus driver for forty five minutes to an hour. Man. Um, but besides that, I've never had any um, flight delays or anything like that, but that was the craziest thing I could think of. I know yeah, it's just yeah. only a bus ride, but still, yeah. it's just like, because some of these people don't, can't just call your um, family and friends like, hey, can you come pick me up?
0: Right. No, absolutely. Especially if yeah. you're on the other side of the country, you know, like, right? yeah, yeah. you just, just stuck. So it's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah that's so. rough. Yeah, that's wild. Well, you know, this is not related to planes necessarily, but um, when I was thinking about cold weather and just travel delays, remember, uh, one of the snowpocalypses for Atlanta and Mm -hmm. like everything stopped on the road, like during the day. So, so it was just like, so something that will happen in Atlanta, like if it snows or there's maybe like the threat of snow or something like that, things will preemptively Mm -hmm. shut down just because, you know, the resources that we have here are different from cities that, have more consistent cold weather. Right. And so yeah. in an effort to keep people off the road, you know, things will be shut down. So there was one of these times, I forget what year it was, but it was a similar situation where cold weather was happening, things are getting shut down, but everyone got onto the road at the same time to try to go home, you know? Oh, no. Do, do you remember this? This was like... Um,
1: yeah.
2: And,
0: and, um, and I was not on the road at this time, but friends of mine were stuck on the roads for like, several hours like yeah hours oh, and hours yeah. like it, it was a, it was a really long time and honestly reading about these just like cancellations across the country as well as just like um dealing with the weather and things like that that's where my brain kind of went back to was uh that year in atlanta that I, of I wonder how it is for
1: like um cities that are known for having weather like that mm-hmm. on, a, on a daily basis um like in wisconsin mm-hmm. or in um Minnesota, or mm-hmm. whatever, who's always cold like that, you know how do they handle it? Or is, is it just, to a point like, those are just like a walking apart the and they're like, oh, up, uh, it's a uh, cold three.
0: I mean, I, I know, I only know my experience from, li- I lived in Illinois for four years uh, while I was in mm-hmm. college and, um, you know, they got a lot of snow, long winters, things like that. And because you know that you're going to have snow every year, you know, those cities, those towns, there's more of a budget for things like salting the roads or whatever right. it might take to adapt to that weather, you know, but in a place like Atlanta where it doesn't snow every year, you wouldn't be allocating those resources every year if it wasn't absolutely necessary. So yeah, it makes sense. So I think that that's the adjustment. Even so though, there was one year where it got especially cold in Illinois and we canceled classes one day and I was like, wow, it must be oh, really, really cold. Cause we, yeah, we would never cancel class cause of snow, but there was a day where there's like, yeah, no classes today. Um, so it was like a pretty intense snowstorm. So, Holy smokes, man. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I just remember um, when that happened and everyone was panicking and then Saturday Night Live was just making fun of us. Entire-
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, if you don't live in Atlanta, you don't live in the South, you're like, oh, why mm-hmm. is a, an inch or two of snow causing those issues? But if you live here, it's just like, it's not that people can't drive in the snow. It's not that people, you, you know, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong. It's just it's just a different set of resources at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, a,
1: a tangent, um, yeah. I think it was the first snowpocalypse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, at the time, I was living about 20 minutes outside of the city. And mm-hmm. I was in and the what, city what year at the
0: time. Which snowpocalypse? I'm trying to remember which snowpocalypse. I can't roughly remember what, what, year what year it was. Oh, okay. I, I Ooh.
1: Was it oh, I, I, Dang, I don't know. It's I mean, all good. It's all good, my yeah. bad. Um, Anyway, um, I was going to say, um, I ended up spending the night with Bill. Yeah. You co-host. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was so cool, man. Uh, I got to uh, spend the night with him. Um, he um, made some Chinese food. Uh-huh. We, was, we hung out and just watched some TV. And then the next day, we went to um, Piedmont Park.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And we just had a good time. And he was just filming um, me getting hit with, like, snowballs by people <laughs> and stuff. And it was, I just remember it was just a, such a cool time just to hang out with Bill, man. That's yeah. the main thing I, I remember about uh, the first apocalypse was, like, getting to hang out with Bill and just walking um downtown and midtown area mm-hmm. and uh with him and just like taking some cool pictures and stuff like that. So uh, that's there was a positive out of that. I would say it was that. Um also I do remember um the only way after that I was able to get home was when I followed the um the the 18 wheelers mm-hmm. because they would make like those huge yeah. um, tracks that you could follow and I just followed them um thank God I live right off the exit. So I just followed one of the 18 ones all the way down. It was just easy for me. But, I saw, but on the way down, I saw so many people on the sides of the road just yeah. like parked and just stuck. yeah. And some of them, like, I think some of them car broke down. <laughs> some of them, like, uh, some of their cars died and stuff. And I was just like, oh, gosh. Yeah, I wish it doesn't, doesn't happen again. And then it happened again. And I can't remember if the second one was as bad. I, I guess because we had the first one, so we kind of knew We wasn't as prepared uh, as we should have been, but we still knew what what was going to happen. So, but yeah, we will be right
4: back with more ridiculous news after this short break. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty-five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
3: Zumo
4: Play. Uh, Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News.
0: Alright, y'all. So, we're back. Uh, Got Ricky joining me uh, talking about the news uh, that we found recently. And so, this next storyline, pretty interesting, out of CBS News by Caitlin O'Kane. And the headline is, this couple who shares a birthday just welcomed their first baby on their birthday. So, For the Scott family. Yeah. 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 So, so, so the article goes on to say for the Scott family, December 18th is a big day. Cassidy and Dylan Scott, a married couple from Huntsville, Alabama just happened to have the same birthday and they then welcomed their first baby on their birthday. So for the couple to have their baby on their birthday, is a 1 in 133,000 chance, according to Huntsville Hospital for Women and Children, which shared the family's story on Facebook. The baby girl, who they named Lennon, arrived at 1230 a.m. on December 18th, just in time to celebrate. Uh, so I, it was just kind of like a random Okay, coincidence. okay. Yeah. Now, the
1: husband and wife have the same birthday, and now the child has the same birthday. hmm one, two things are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Either they're gonna be superheroes or supervillains. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can say coincidence, you can get away with the coincidence with the couple having the same birthday, but then the child was born, born on the same day. Mm-hmm. God or the universe got something up their sleeve for them. <laughs> yeah. You, you, well, like, you said the chances, but I'm just like, what you, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's just so, so. Odd. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. say it was coincidence, but that's not a coincidence if they had the same birthday. They're probably like, oh, we have the same birthday. Maybe we should hook up. <laughs> because you'll be dating for a while and you realize, oh, I have the same birthday as you. Oh, so do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, and, and that could help you to like, you know, build off of that, you know, learn more stuff about each other, like you, what you like about each other mm-hmm. and what you have um in common. Mm-hmm. But just saying, like, oh, that was just a total coincidence that you know our birthday was the same birthday I was like. When y'all had a conversation with each other, with y'all with dating, y'all that came up maybe not on the first date, but uh-huh. it came up eventually. Yeah. Or if you were online, it might say like your birthday, I may mean, not say the year, but it'll say you like like January 16th or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's uh, that's a little stretch with a coincidence, but the child though, uh
0: uh-huh.
1: that child <laughs> that child's gonna be a prodigy. <laughs>
0: Well, the article went on to say some other, <laughs> or the article went on to share some other statistics about just birthdays in general. So, mm-hmm. out of all the calendar days, including Leap Day on February 29th, the two least common birthdays are January 1st, ranking at number 365, and December 25th, ranking at number 366, uh, according to Styles. Uh, leap Day, which only occurs once every four years, is also a- uncommon ranking in at number 347. It's interesting to me that leap day is not 366 because it only occurs once every four years. Uh, other uncommon birthdays include Christmas Eve as well as July 4th. Um, the most common birthday is September 9th and September has one, some of the most common birth dates overall. Um, Some notable celebrities share a birthday with Cassidy, Dylan, and Lennon. These are the December uh, 18th birthdays that they all share. Uh, Mm -hmm. So those people include Billie Eilish, uh, Brad Pitt, Sia, Christina Aguilera, Steven Spielberg, Katie Holmes, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The WWE? That's, That's awesome right there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, it—I would say it—it it does make a little sense because my—we uh, don't have the same birthday, but my sister and I uh, were born exactly two weeks from each other. Oh wow, it's—it's it's weird. Like uh, our birthdays are exactly two two weeks from each other. Uh-huh. She's um, at least ten years older than me, but still, it's the fact that it's my birthday. Then exactly two weeks later, it's her birthday. Uh-huh. Um, my grand actually, wow. God rest us so my grandmother and my grandfather's birthday was on the same day. Really? Real talk. Oh wow. Real talk. In August. Yep. Wow. Real t- seriously. And um I don't so now the more that I think about it, maybe it is a coincidence. Cause I'm thinking, but now, you know what? Part of me still thinks, like, you know, that gotta be something that brings you together. Like we both have the same birthday, so we know how we act. Mm-hmm. We know like what uh triggers us, and we know like da-da-da-da. Um uh, not getting too much into astrology or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just focused on that birth, that child being born on the exact same day.
0: Yeah,
1: Part of me something. thinks that they try to plan that to at least be, <laughs> try to get close to the same month and end up being the same day. Or, or uh, the baby was due like, you know, a few days before and they was like, nah, you gotta hold this, hold, hold, hold them in, hold them in, hold them in one more day. Like, uh for one. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, it's, that's interesting, man. Yeah. Well, I would say on the bright side, you know, at least there'll be like just one birthday cake on. You know? <laughs> you know, they don't have to overspend, you know. Right. And then it'll be it'll be frustrating though because now it's going to be about the kid night. Like, all the birthday's going to be about the child growing up. <laughs> and then the mom and dad they're like, "Oh, happy birthday to you. Here's a tie. Here's a, here's a <laughs> um a paper with macaroni on it." Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Or oh, macaroni necklace or whatever. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but that's interesting. I wonder what they're going to, they have to do something about that. They got to do like <laughs> something special. No, no, no. I'm being serious. They need to do yeah, something yeah. special. Like, um, As a as a family, like all of them born on the same day, like some kind of cool mm. event for their birthday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I still think, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be some kind of supervillains.
0: Yeah,
1: They're gonna take over society somehow. That's it's destined for them to be together, but hopefully it'll be in a good way. Yeah. And if it's in a yeah. bad way, ooh. I'm, I get superstitious like that. So sorry. Yeah, some
0: some fun synergy going on there with that, with that family. Uh <laughs> so we got you know, for sure, for sure. Sorry. So sorry. Sorry. you you're good, you good. Uh so our final headline. For today comes from the Tampa Bay Times by Christopher Spada. And the headline is Tampa Bay Times features their favorite reader complaints from 2022. So I thought this was a cool thing. So, Tampa okay. Bay Times, they are celebrating Festivus, which is a fictional holiday from uh, the television show Seinfeld, where uh, part of the holiday celebrations that you air out your grievances. So, what they do is they went to their readers asking for complaints. Uh, as a way to like close out the year I guess and mm-hmm. uh, so some of these are pretty funny so I, I just kind of so
1: well, wait mm-hmm. I'm sorry so is this about tampa in general or just like random these grievances are, they, they air it out
0: yeah, yeah yeah so these are just kind of like a way to put the annoyances from the year behind you just okay. as a way to like deal with it in a funny way And so these are submissions from around the world apparently. And it's anything from like what it's like in their immediate lives versus like big picture stuff. So okay. I'll just kind of like pull some of these complaints that they've uh, uh, called. So this first one is uh, who eats a snack, then just walks away, leaving the wrappers on the couch, at the table, in the car, on the floor, etc. Who? And so that's credited to a mom in need of a nap from St. Petersburg. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's something i would do yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh this one was kind of funny this is from mark burke out of sheffield in the uk mm-hmm. their their complaint was why must british television shows get remade for u.s audiences we speak a very similar language <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's facts
0: yeah Um, (laughs) But they're so good, though. I I think the remakes as well as the originals are good. I mean, The Office being a very clear example, but it's just like, Mm -hmm. I think there are two very good things. I'm glad they both exist. Uh, This next one's from Warren Kell at uh, Benockburn, Illinois. Uh, Their complaint was, why is that AMC Nicole Kidman commercial playing in theaters right before a movie? We're already here. You don't need to tell us the benefit <laughs> of the movies. <laughs> I didn't think
1: of that yeah yeah you know, those those trailers always show the um like a couple are so excited to go to the movies and then all of a sudden you see like flying popcorn and the it's kind of like a weird really walking the chocolate factory type of experience uh-huh. just to get to the theater and just to watch the and it's like this magical type. Experience to go yeah. to the theater, but we're already there, and we're like, "Well, that didn't happen." Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, like uh, like that one where it's kind of like a roller coaster. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, when I was a little kid, I enjoyed it, and then like twenty years later, when they were using the same video, I'm like, "All right, I'd like an update," you know, but. <laughs> I guess the update was Nicole Kidman, and not everyone likes that one either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this one's from Taylor R out a Largo. when you see your high school acquaintance post Facebook updates of their children using the toilet for the first time. Congrats, but I don't need to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's truth right there. I see that sometimes um, with people I've um, went to school with. They'll they'll show like they're their kids being potty trained, or like their kids um, first time they're making a mess or something like that. I'm like, why am I saying this? I mean, I I don't. I mean, it's great, but it's like, okay, it, <laughs> how, what, I, what what am I supposed to say? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. All, all, all you can really say is, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah." But besides, it's like, okay, cool, but I don't know what you want us to, how you want us to react. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's
0: I'll I'll end with a pretty random one. Uh, okay. This is from Alfie Hall out of Lakeland. They said, I saw a lot of birds this year, more than usual. I don't like having to look at them. <laughs> very specific complaint. That's very real specific. They saw what too did many the birds. What do to him? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I I do know some people have a fear of birds, so I don't know how close these birds were, but just seeing a bunch of birds, seems like you'd be happy about that. Like, you know, nature yeah. flourishing, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, Ricky, because this is our last weekly roundup of 2022, I wanted to hear from you, uh, you know, what is something that you want to leave behind in this year or what's something that you want to make sure you keep from 2022 and bring into 2023? Oh, that's a good question. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I would say leave behind. Mm -hmm. I would leave behind regrets.
0: Yeah. I want to leave
1: behind regrets because I tend to take them with me. Mm -hmm. And every so often I'll be like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Well, I didn't. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, you learn from it and you move on. So I would say with that, um, to leave behind is regrets. To take with me... um, Ooh, that's tough. Um, To take with me from 2022 to 2023 is to... this might sound corny, but mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine was talking we were talking about this, and it's um, for everyone, knowing your worth, yeah you know, you know, like know your worth, you know um you don't always be you, just just be you, know your worth, and don't you don't have to um always try to get people's approval. I saw this thing. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but he did the, some of the voices and the sound effects of the cartoon Doug. Mm-hmm. I forgot his name, but he's like, a, like a, a very weird guy in general. He's like very wacky
0: mm-hmm.
1: type person. And he always said, follow the weird. Mm. And because he, he says like, you know, there's a reason why you're interested in stuff like this. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. See why you're interested in that and just learn from it and and it'll help you develop as a person. So, like, you know, if you like being wacky or, like, goofy and all that stuff, that's not a bad thing. As long as it's not um, stopping you from doing, like, stuff you need to do. Mm -hmm. But if you are a little wacky or, quote-unquote, weird, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. No. Dig deeper into that and see what – and learn more about it and um, you'll learn more about yourself. So, I would also say follow the weird. Uh, Know your work and follow the weird.
0: Oh, and uh, by the way, I think that person that did the soundscapes for uh, Doug was Fred Newman. Uh, Yes, that's him. That's exactly him.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Did he have white hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Fred Newman. Uh, Real quick, he um,
1: also side note, he was like one of the hosts of um, the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, I didn't know. Towards their their um, their later year, when almost when they got um, when they almost ended, but yeah, he was one of the um, adult hosts. That's where I remember him from. So when I saw him again, I was like, oh, that's the guy. And he was goofy on that. So, Um, But the take with me is um, relax. Yeah. Relax. Um, Things are going to happen that you can't control. Things are going to happen that you can't control. Try not to dwell or overthink. Um, And, of course, there are situations where you're going to be uncomfortable and you probably have to be more in in a stress mode when it happens. But besides that, try to relax and enjoy it. Like, I know it's cliche, but, you know, like they say go for a walk in nature or um, ways you can get grounded. Mm -hmm. Like literally just like notice that. Like the guy you said, uh, he said like he hate watching the birds. I'm like, well... Cool. Unless they're like pooping on my car or something mm-hmm. like that, I would love to see the birds. Like you were saying, you know, it shows you know um, how great nature is and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, realized more stuff uh, that out there when I just got out of my head and just noticed what's in the present, mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff opened up for me. So I would say just relax, because otherwise you your mind is just like solitary confinement, dude, and it can be. Tough to get out of. So, if if you find yourself being stressed out, watch watch a funny movie. Even if it's the same funny movie over and over again, watch that funny movie. You know, do something, get out of that mode. Do something. If you if you like washing dishes, wash dishes. If you like going for a walk, go for a walk. You know, put yourself in a situation where you won't have to always be stressed out. Like sometimes I understand you got to go through it to get to the outcome, but don't overthink it all the time. So just relax. That's great. That's what I would
0: say. Awesome. That was awesome. So we'll move on to our final segment for today called The Spring of Inspiring Inspiration. So it's where we end with uh, an uplifting quote to wrap things up. So this one's from Steve Harvey uh, and uh, the great comedian, TV, uh, radio host. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I I like this quote that he had, which is, you're never too old to reinvent yourself. And I thought that that was a good thing to keep in mind mm. as we wrap up this year and head into the new one. And uh, Ricky, thank you so much for coming by, co-hosting with me today. Is there anything oh, dude, you want thank to you plug? for having me. Oh, absolutely. Is there anything you want to plug or what's the way, best way for people to support you, stay in touch with you?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you. You can follow me at Ricky Random. On, and it's Ricky. Uh, it's spelled just like Mickey. So it's R-I-C-K-E-Y. Random. R-A-N-D-O-M is all one word. Uh, you can follow me. On Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube, and Pinterest. Um, I'm the same on all four of those uh, platforms. So, yeah, just uh, follow me um, on any of those if you can. Yeah, come, you know, support your boy. So, it'd be Absolutely. great. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, follow <laughs> Ricky. Uh, and thank you for being here, Ricky. And thank you, listeners, for tuning into Ridiculous News. We know you have a lot of choices about what to listen to. So we say this genuinely, thank you. And you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com and on Facebook and IG. You can follow Ridiculous News and you can check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy. Thanks so much, y'all. And we'll see you later. Goodbye. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
3: Zumo Zumo Play.